0: Welcome to the Micah Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah. It's over. Wildcar weekend yeah. has finished, and it was a wild weekend. Micah, every single game was competitive, every single game had their twists and turns. Straight in order from the last game that just ended about 30 minutes ago. Let's start with my personal favorite game of the week the Texans and the Bills. Where at first, it looked like the Bills were going to run away with the game. The Texans stormed back both teams in the fourth quarter. It looked like they didn't want to move on or didn't want to win at all. But somehow the Texans were able to pull it off with Deshaun Houdini Watson, making one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in a game where it looked like everything was everything was over for the Texans with a sack. And he was somehow able to get the ball out. The Texans win on a field goal in overtime. So, Micah, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Um, Just like you, uh, this was my favorite game of the wild card weekend. Um, And this game kind of boiled down to, you know, we were talking about it in the preview. uh, Just about what Texas team we were going to get. We're getting the Texas team that kind of reared its ugly head throughout the season. Really in the past with its uh, playoff success. Then I felt like the Bills had a great chance to win. And regardless of whatever happened, the Bills had a great chance to win. It went to overtime. Um, You know, this is one of those situations where it just felt like a toss up like, Regardless of who won this game or not, I was okay with whoever won because clearly they earned it. Uh, it was a hard-fought game on both sides. Um, I saw a lot of good play from both teams, and I think whoever was going to win, which obviously is the Texans, they should definitely not be slept on anymore um, throughout the playoffs. Now, mind you, their their road to get there is this is going to be a little bit more challenging. Um, you know, they will have to <clears throat> excuse me. They, they they will have to go to the Chiefs and play Patrick Mahomes next week, but. Which, which throughout the, the game, man. To,
0: to their credit, they've already they've already beaten Patrick Mahomes in yeah. Kansas so, City with that team. So that's what I
1: said. They, they could possibly get to the AFC championship. I will talk about that more as the preview. But just from what I saw from the game, um, I love just the fight from the Texans. Uh, I love seeing Deshaun Watson make big time plays, which he's done. Uh, he's never been the quarterback. We question his credibility in the fourth quarter and overtime. Like we saw it since the Clemson days, man. Um, where Dabo Sweeney compared him to Michael Jordan, he has this effect on the game where he can just take over and they find ways to win that we saw it. Uh, he's a superstar, man. And, you know, uh, I just love to see how, you know, how I am a big proponent of the of the black quarterbacks and I hope it's more than just a year. I hope this is to take Oh no, it's, it's, a, it's a movement now. It's a movement. Oh yeah. It's a oh, movement, especially how the rest of the wild card just went and there's really only like one of the elder statesmen really left. Uh, you know, I just kind of, I like how this is regressing, but I love seeing the Texans in the spot. But shout out to the Bills. Um, they have a great future ahead, especially with how the Patriots situation might end up. Um, they might be in control of the AFC East going forward. So this is a great loss for them in a sense because they put their best chips on the table. And now you can go to the Bills as a viable free agent spot. I mean, especially if you can know you're going to cont- uh, assume you control a division. Um, you know, it's not bad at all for them being really their first test with a new quarterback with a guy like Josh Allen. He played his heart out, and I love seeing it. I love seeing out the Bills, but you know the Texans earned that game, so they'll move on.
0: Yeah, I, I'll start with the Bills here. You said it exactly. Josh Allen and the Bills proved that they deserve to be on this stage. We don't know what exactly is going on with the Patriots. I, I still don't trust the Jets as being a team that can consistently good and, and try to get to the playoffs. He made me a believer yesterday. Yeah, he had some bow-headed plays, and he tried to make things happen when he didn't need to with the intentional grounding, taking the sack. Mm-hmm. But that comes with experience. It was his first playoff game. We saw Deshaun Watson in his first playoff game last year get blanked out by the Colts in the first half. So this is, this is a great step for the Buffalo Bills. I know they're disappointed. I know they haven't won a, a playoff game. It seems like in forever. But you have to be positive looking at this. You still have a young team. The best situation that you can have is a good defense with a quarterback on his rookie contract, and you can fill the pieces around him. And that's what the Buffalo Bills have right now. They are in a position for the next four to five years until they have to pay Josh Allen to be a team that will contend each and every year. I I saw some of that young the youngness of Josh Allen in the third and fourth quarter when you started mm-hmm. to see the Texans creep back into the game and certain situations where he was just like, ah, I got to make something happen. Yeah, you know, as a quarterback, you know your, your goal is to try to make as many plays as possible. But the great ones know when it's time to, throw the ball away or know when it's time to just take the sack and go down. He didn't do that. It'll come with experience. If you're a Buffalo mm-hmm, Bills fan, don't be too upset. I mean, obviously, you lose a playoff game, and especially a game where you were leading 16 nothing. it sucks. But in the end, you, you still have many more years with Josh Allen. So congrats to the Bills for being a team that was able to, from last year to this year, make a drastic change. And I do believe it's something that's going to continue. The Texans, I know we talked about it in our pregame. What Texans team were we going to get? Well, we got both. We got, the, <laughs> we got the bad Texans in the first half. and we it's got a game the game of halves, man. And we got the good Texans in the second half. That Texans team in the second half with DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, it seems like they're an, an unstoppable duo. In the first half, don't know what's going on. Not able to get the run game going. Deshaun is running for his life. Nothing would seem to work. Going forward, it's it's the same situation. Are we getting the second half Texans uh, slash overtime, or are we getting that first half Texans? Because if you get the first half Texans against the Chiefs, it's not mm-hmm. going to be like the Bills were giving up. Those are touchdowns, and it's you're going to be down twenty eight thirty five zero at halftime, and there's no way you're coming back from that. So they can't start slow next week. But I do believe that Watson is. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to exaggerate here, but. I project him to be, in the next two years, a top-five quarterback in this league.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's accurate, especially how the league's trending in. You're going to get that top half. You know, it's two Hall of Famers right now, three Hall of Famers that's taking three of those spots away. So, it's very – you know, that's very likely. I, I don't even think that's out of the realm of possibility in the next two years. Yeah. Uh, Dabble Sweeney said it. He, he said,
0: I, I don't understand why any team would pass on him. He's going to be Jordan. And, I mean, obviously, Jordan, greatest basketball player of all time. I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's going to be that. But He's gonna be pretty damn good, and I don't want to hurt this team here. But the fact that Chicago Bears passed on a guy that went to a national championship back to back years, beat an Alabama team for a guy that was at UNC for and, an UNC
1: ACC quarterback and didn't even win his conference that didn't won.
0: win his conference against, against Deshaun Watson just goes to show a lot, de- a lot of deeper things in the NFL that we'll get to in another podcast. But it doesn't make any sense, and the Texans are proven why. The right choice, and that's this is exactly why the Bears are at home because of Mitch Trubisky. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup next week between the Chiefs and the Texans at tomorrow in our preview pod for the divisional round. So we'll move on to our next AFC game, the Patriots and the Titans. It mm. seems like the dynasty may be over. Uh, the Titans were able to abuse the Patriots' defense uh, running wise. Ryan Tannehill only threw fifteen passes and. The Titans were able to beat the Patriots. Micah, what were your thoughts on this game, and do you think the dynasty is over?
1: Man, oh, man. Um, the first thing I mentioned when we did the preview for this game was if they can't stop Derrick Henry, it's over. Literally, they're going to have such a hard time stopping that animal. And, and I called him, probably, in my opinion, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back this season, outside of Christian McCaffrey. Simply because he could do this. 34 carries or 182 yards and one touchdown, but it's deeper than the stats. They completely controlled the narrative of this game from start to finish. They took the soul completely. of the Patriots. At home, in, in Foxborough, in Gillette Stadium. Something that is ridiculous. I would never say or never think that Ryan Tannehill would win a game like this. But all he had to do was just make sure he didn't blow it. And he did that. And it's kind of like I said, he he has played his role perfectly. He has the talent around him right now. And shout out to the Titans for making it happen. Um, To be the super game manager, he doesn't have to be a Marcus Mariota Um. I think you know if you want to talk about QB styles, Ryan Tannehill is a perfect quarterback for what they want, I guess. So yep, you see it this far It's working. They want to be in the divisional round, um, but I guess on the Patriots side, and more so just a disappointment for me. Um, is it clear? I mean, we saw that latter half of the season, and I guess this is the culmination of things. Uh, the Patriots are downward. Uh, after starting eight and no man, it hasn't really been. They went what four and four? I think the yeah in the Ravens the, Raven, the, the
0: Ravens game changed their season.
1: Mm-hmm. and hey that's uh, that's another thing uh, just talking about just styles and things like that but the Patriots haven't been trending well and you kind of saw it get carried over they needed that game in uh in Miami to really reset things and they didn't happen and after that it was kind of I, I don't want to say riding on the wall because I still picked the Patriots but man Rob said it he was like I, I just don't believe in this team right now um and, you know I'm a guy that always says I can't count on touchdown Tom but maybe I should have I mean I, I- I kinda had that in the back of my head that maybe they could lose, but, oh, we, we, we all did, day, but you don't you don't want to pick against them. You don't you don't want to be the guy to be like, hey, you know what? Nah, they're not gonna win. Cause most times they do. Um, they didn't make it happen. Um and how fitting was it that uh Mike Rabel did the same thing where he wasted basically two minutes of game clock. The same thing that uh Bill Belichick did to the Jets. Uh in uh, an ultra Belichickian move just robbed his former coach of any chance to come back in this game. I love it. It's it's a perfect way for them. If the dynasty does end, it's a perfect way to go out uh in my case, if you want to just, like, write up a story and put a bow on it or whatever. But um, I expected more from the Patriots, and they didn't deliver. They didn't deserve to win that game, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad the last pass Tom Brady threw was a pick six because that's how it should have been because he just didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve it this season. After starting 8-0, you're not supposed to be playing in a wild card. I don't care the circumstances. You have to win that game uh, in, against the Dolphins to get that by. They needed that by. They needed to reset. They need to do what they need to do to prepare – for the division around they didn't do it. So I'm happy the Titans are moving on. I'm not gonna get washed regardless, in my opinion. But I'd rather see that than a Patriots team that does that doesn't deserve it in my opinion. Yeah,
0: with the on the Patriots end, I don't I don't believe the dynasty is over.
1: I don't either, by the way.
0: Honest honestly, I, I know Bill Belichick right now is just he's like banging his head on the wall. He took that Jimmy G was the guy that would take over to, from Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't going to play forever. Kraft was too stubborn and listened to Brady and allowed Belichick to trade Jimmy G to a great situation where the 49ers, they weren't playing this week. They were on a bye because they're that, they're that good. Bill Belichick right now would not be worried going into next season because he would have had his guy. Now mm-hmm. this is an offseason of, well, do you know if Tom Brady, is Jared Stidham going to be able to, get like going to be able to get into that role where he becomes the number one guy for uh, the Patriots to start back and be able to manage the game, and be able to extend the field like Biddy did for years? Or are you looking at a young quarterback in the draft right now? Uh, Jake Fromm at Eason where you're pulling a quarterback straight from college. And he's now leading that, that tank of the Patriots. All... Mm. So there's so many things that if Bill Belichick, if perhaps I listened to Bill Belichick years ago, they wouldn't be in this situation right now. The dynasty—I'm not—I'm not going not to say it's over as long as Bill Belichick is at the, as long as he still has control, as long as he doesn't leave. I think the Patriots will be competitive each and every year. But things got to change. They can no longer rely on just Brady being that great. They have to get actual receivers. They have to get healthy again. And if they don't do that, it's going to be a tough season next year because the Bills are coming. Mm-hmm. They're not even coming. The Bills are here. They're, here. they're here. They're here. And they're going to be a competitive team. And those two games are not going to be easy two games. You're not getting five or six e- easy wins anymore because the Bills are not giving you a, a, an easy two we saw from this year. On the, uh, on the Titans side, they found the formula. V- Rabel is a great coach. They know exactly their identity. We are a run-first team, and we run to open a play-action pass once every four or five plays. Exactly what they did. They were able to hit on the uh, play to score the first down and Ryan Tannehill was able to get the play on third down to get him the first down to essentially seal the game for them. And that's what they're going to, do, going to try to do against the Ravens. They'll control the clock. They'll have six, seven-minute drives. If you keep Lamar's hands, that, that's that's their goal. And it seems to be working. That defense has played outstanding. And for them to go into Gillette and beat the Patriots, they're, they're, not, they're not scared at all going M&T uh, this weekend against the Ravens. They, they won't be scared. They're going to be a, uh, a definite for the Ravens. And I think that they do need to try to an extension and uh, f- be done with this Mariota experience because he's the guy for them. Yeah, he didn't have a great game in the air, but game managed. he can control the game. Besides the one interception, almost he was almost perfect controlling the game-wise. He wasn't a perfect quarterback by any means, but he was able to get the ball to Henry, dump it off when he needed to, throw out the screen pass, and it worked out for I do believe they are going to be a tough team. Officials will come tomorrow for that Ravens and Titans game. So that was with the AFC. We're moving to the NFC now with our first game of the day. I'm heating, Mike. I'm just starting there. I'm, I'm heating with this game. <laughs> Captain Kirk, 1 o'clock Kirk's primetime Kirk finally gets it done with the playoff game for the Minnesota Vikings. The contract is finally, for the moment, looked that it. it was a it was a good idea as the Vikings go into the Superdome and beat them beat the Saints I mean it doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth but the Vikings go ahead no. and beat the Saints it Drew Brees and that offense weren't able to get it going in the first half they were able to claw their way back didn't have an opportunity in overtime to possess the ball I actually get the question that I have about overtime we can maybe touch on that I'll have you touch on that too in this with do you think both teams need to possess the ball in overtime? No, I don't know. I don't think it's fair mm. that just one side of your ball, one side of the ball gets to this the rest of your season. But what were your mm. thoughts on this game? On Kirk Cousins, on Drew Brees, and again, overtime?
1: Man, um the more I watched this game, the more I felt like the Saints just lost this game instead of the Vikings really won it. Um and yes, the Vikings did do what they had to do to win. Uh Diamond Cook had two key touchdowns, which really matters. And Kirk Cousins didn't blow the game, which also pretty much matters because we all know that man has a tendency to completely mess everything up, um, especially in games that matter. So shout out to that. Um, and it was interesting. Um, you know, the the Saints shout, uh, shut down Stephon Diggs for the most part, but we saw a resurgence of Adam Thielen, which is really good to see, uh, especially at this time of the season. But we know he has that talent. Um, but, man, uh, just going back to the Saints real quick before I get on the Vikings, but it's – I, I – I didn't. I didn't expect this just because of the trajectory of what I thought the Saints would be. Um, I thought Michael Thomas would have way more of an impact that he, they did. I felt like everybody on the Saints would have more of an impact than he did. Uh, it felt like Breeze wasn't himself today, and I didn't not expect that at all. I thought his, his the way he carried it in himself at the end of the season, especially coming back from injury, was just perfect. Um, I feel like they managed their whole season perfectly up until this game right here. Um, if there's one they could have back, certainly this one. Uh, they. Didn't they didn't do what they had to do to win, and it was just missed opportunity, and a missed opportunity of uh, just just bad things that happened to them, and you know misfortunes that happened in the game. Um, and you know that, and you know the uh, Saints fans are gonna cry about that last uh, that last push off or offensive pass interference. Um, they're not gonna call that. Um, and yes, the review is there, so they can call it and they could correct it. But at the end of the day. Height difference, size difference. It was a bad He was matchup. body. Um, You've got body him. Kyle, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph simply bodied him. Um, they both had contact. It was both hands-on. So I see why the refs be like, yes, it was contact, but it was not a, a flag because they both had hands-on. But the problem is when you have somebody that has a 50-pound difference over you and a six-inch height difference over you, naturally he's going to get pushed a little more. Logan Wright, he's, he's naturally weaker than Kyle Rudolph. He was going to go over him and make the catch regardless of what happened. Um, I'm not mad at the no call. It is what it is. Um, The Vikings did. Like I said, they did what they had to do to win. Um, Diamond Cook is an animal. And uh, if they need to pay anybody and, you know, to keep people around, Diamond Cook has to be the head at running back for as long as you can keep him, as long as you can keep him fresh and all on the field and not hurt. You have to keep him um, Going in, going into the future, and and what they want to do next week, it's a little bit up in the air. We'll get more, uh, get into it more a little bit because I I don't know how well they match up with the Forty ers but at least right now this is a good team win for them. Um, but the Saints just felt like they failed, and that's just the it'll be uh, the feeling I get from this that It was more so the Saints just lost the game.
0: Yeah, with the with the Saints, it goes down to this: if Drew Brees wants to be considered in the top one hundred, he said he's he's but Saints. Account said he's, uh, he wasn't picked for the top ten quarterbacks uh, NFL 100. You can't lose to Case Keenum. You can't lose to Kirk Cousins.
1: It, <laughs> no matter, no, no matter the circumstances.
0: I, I, the, the last four quarterbacks he had lost to aren't aren't that great. These, and he wants to be and he wants to be considered a top ten quarterback. Yeah, Brady lost uh, to Ryan Tannehill yesterday. Brady also has six rings, and Drew Brees has one. Where uh, a Katrina year. But besides that, he hasn't been able to get the job done. I am tired at this point of the excuses. I don't care about the Rams play. I don't care about the Minnesota miracle. I don't care that you can get the ball in overtime. I don't care that it's an offensive pass interference. Get the job done. You have four quarters. What happened in the first two quarters? You, you got a fumble mm. possession, and you come away with a field goal. You have the 20-yard line in the and you come away with the field goal. You have to be able to produce Level if you want to be that top 10 quarterback in the league. And honestly, Drew Brees at this point has proven over and over again, no matter what the circumstances are, that he hasn't been able to get it done. The biggest game of this year for them, the 49ers game, yeah, they scored 40-something points. The defense wasn't there. And the fact that you let Kirk Cousins, who is known for being a choke artist in every sense, whether it's Monday night football or a primetime game, you let him dominate you. I do not understand how they are able to – it, it does not make sense. It does not make sense how he was able to at home in one of the – I think one of the top three best home environments in the league.
1: Oh, and absolutely.
0: They, they, they were – they weren't able to cheer for much in that game. So it, it's disappointing. On the other hand, we said in our pre- – I said in, my, in the preview pod, goes into the Superdome and wins that game. we calling him on clutch. He's clutch. I mean, and we we saw the throw to Thielen. Thielen, by the way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: such a great player, such a great story. I, I mean, the fact that he was able to do this after being after going D three and working his way up, it's it's amazing. It's amazing man. Man. he just keeps his head down in and and keeps on playing. Stefan Diggs got upset, but he did make big plays. Um, getting that first down uh, that led to the touchdown and the uh, big throw the, the big also in the fourth quarter. Diggs also was able to produce, but Kirk. Finally got the monkey off his back. We we heard that you like that in the um in the locker room after the game. I'm actually happy for him. I'm that, actually man. happy for him. We we obviously have ill will because he's no longer with the refs. And when he was here, he wasn't able to win any big games for us. But he finally got the monkey off his back. I no longer going to call him unclutch. He did it in the biggest stage. He did it at the at one of the hardest places to play at and to win. Next week maybe another story. You, you have you have a little bit of a different team. You have a great defense coming in also, but he got the job done. So for this week, Kirk Cousins, you definitely got to enjoy it. And then to wrap up, Micah, the last game, another fun one, the Eagles and the Seahawks. The Seahawks come away with a 17-9 victory. The Seahawks were able to get it done when they needed it most. The offense wasn't great. The defense was amazing with seven sacks. The Eagles, unfortunately, lost their starting quarter Again, and had Josh McCown mm. trying to win them a playoff game and just fell short, even though they had multiple opportunities. What were your thoughts on this game?
1: Um, man, it hurts when you're starting all-pro, Pro Bowl quarterback who's had a horrific half in the last half of the season, who was great in situations like this, um, gets hurt. Man, the Eagles have been robbed of two chances to see. You. Wince get to a Super Bowl, uh, well three really, but they regardless they won one, so I don't really count that. Yes, he was the MVP that season, but that team was built to win a Super Bowl. I think we gotta have to, yeah. we gotta have to think like that, yeah. They, but the other two seasons, the last two seasons, that was wins just being wins and wins getting them to this point. Um, this season was a little bit iffy. I talked about it uh, how they were battling to the last week just to see if it was them with the Cowboys. Um, I didn't think they were necessarily worthy of winning this game, but when you have when you're playing a home playoff game regardless of how you got there you have an, a, an advantage and you mentioned it bro in the link in in Philly that's a home field advantage no doubt those eagles fans are rapid they will go <laughs> they cool. are crazy yeah and it mattered in the super bowl run those home games matter. when when you're messing up uh, Matt Ryan and Julio in one of the best statistical seasons they've ever had um you know you're making plays like that and on their, on their way to will like get back to the super bowl that it hurts. It that those things like a uh, home field advantage matter. Um, and like I said, it also hurts when you lose your starting quarterback. Um, the Eagles after that, I, I didn't really give them a chance to win. It was more so would the Seahawks finally just score some points, and uh, you know, and just all they needed was one touchdown, and, and you know, they got they did what they had to do. Um, shout out to DK Metcalf. Oh, uh, oh, I, oh, I, 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 I know you got some
0: thoughts on this one because.
1: Oh, bro, yeah, I, I even I even made some tweets about it, bro. Like pre draft process. DK Metcalf, uh, he got a little bit of a hit. Uh, and it wasn't because of his combine. He had the best combine, maybe, ever maybe, for yeah. a receiver. But yeah, like, he checked off all the boxes. Except one, the three-cone drill. Because he is a 6'4", 235-pound receiver, his three-cone will obviously not be better than somebody, let's say, like, Andy Isabella, whose three-cone was absolutely ridiculous. Because Andy Isabella is 5'9", 180. Like, Okay. So, yes, and there were some videos preseason of DK Metcalf trying to, like, run a curl, and he put too many feet in the ground. Instead of using two, uh, three fat, um, a three-step uh, uh, top of the break, he put five feet in the ground. All right, who cares? DK Metcalf is not being asked to run digs and curls. He's going to burn you downfield in twice this game and one to seal the game. Well, actually, both of them really to seal the game. They got burned downfield by DK Metcalf. Um, the tape should never lie. Obviously, coming out that he he was a playmaker regardless of what you're getting out of him, and the fact that he fell always to the second round is ridiculous because the tape does not lie. It really doesn't lie. Like you, you see the tendencies, you see what works and what doesn't for players. And DK Metcalf has always been a deep threat, even at his size. Um, he'll learn nuanced routes and he'll learn that stuff. But right now, as his rookie season, they're asking him to do one thing: just make plays, and he did that. Child of Russell Wilson for continuing to lead the ship and be the MVP runner-up, obviously, because of Lamar. Um, if they did MVPs on uh, AFC and NFC, you'll probably get it for the NFC. Um, him and Christian McCaffrey probably uh, battle for but he got his team through, and now they had a chance where if they win next week, they get a uh, – yeah, if they win next week and they do what they have to do, they get a chance to be back into the Super Bowl. You can't ask for it anymore. Russell Wilson is one of the most productive quarterbacks of this decade, and I feel like he doesn't get the uh, respect he deserves sometimes. Um, so, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to the Seahawks holding it together. Uh, hey, man, the Eagles just got a tough break, but they didn't really deserve it anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to touch on the, uh, the Seahawks real quick with the if they win next week and the Vikings also win, then you have, mm-hmm. you have a home game. <laughs> you got the torque yeah. back to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know they're really pulling for really pulling for the Vikings next week, but they do have a tough matchup against Green Bay. Starting with the Eagles, you have to draft another quarterback this, this draft. Yeah, it's time. In the fourth or fifth round, Carson Wentz, he's an amazing quarterback. He's, we saw it before he got his ACL injury. He was good at the end of that season. He is mm. an awesome quarterback. But with his injury history now with the ACL, with the shoulder, so the concussion, obviously not his fault, but it happened to him. You have to have somebody in the backup role that is able to go out and win you a game. Josh McCown, he's 40, he tried his best, he was hurt, but he's not going to get it done. That's what Nick Foles was there for. So whether it's you going out and getting a Marcus Mariota next year in free agency or drafting a young guy and trying to groom him, you need to find an alternative and a backup just to make sure because Carson Wentz has proven now, it's, it's no, I don't think it's a fluke anymore that in the NFL he hasn't been able to be uh, consistently healthy. The Eagles, I do believe they won that game if Carson Wentz. There's just something about them in the playoffs and closer to the end of the season. And credit to Doug Peterson. His ability to, his ability to rally the troops and just get everybody together for that mm-hmm. one goal. He almost won the game with Josh McCown. He had two fourth downs that he obviously wasn't able to connect. But either of those could lead to touchdowns. And this is, we may be talking about a different game. So shout out to Doug Peterson and shout out to the Eagles. I do believe they're the best in the NFC East and they had to win the division next year. I still think they'll probably be the NFC East with a healthy Carson. So mm-hmm. good for them though next year and everybody's gonna be healthy. Um, they lost all their receivers. I mean we're talking about Greg yeah. Ward who was like their main guy and Earth was still kinda hurt. And they found Boston Scott and Al Sanders who obviously they drafted and knew was going to be good, but he wasn't he wasn't their main of the season. So their front office ability to find talent and- put them in positions to be successful it's unmatched and just um seahawks they find ways to win it's just what they do whether it's a one score and they are always in one score games and this was this was another one eight points they're going to find a way to win whether that's them having to put up 40 points or they have to be in the you know, last 17 to 9 and with russell wilson there and like you said DK, and surprisingly i like travis homer and it's mm-hmm. backfield i thought they weren't going to be able to do much, but they were able to moments get it. And Marshall obviously with the touchdown. They been to put something together. Green Bay is going to be tough. You have Aaron Rodgers against Russell Wilson. I think right currently right now, two of the top five quarterbacks in the league, and it's going to be a heavyweight. And they just have to try to find a way to win. And I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. We'll get to, to all those predictions again tomorrow in our preview pod for, the divisional round so wild card weekend was definitely wild it's one of the best that we've had going forward micah if you have to pick your mvp of wild card weekend who are you going with
1: Ooh, my mvp of wild card weekend man i'm gonna have to go with deshaun watson bro um simply for coming back in that game and doing he had to do to get his team to the next round um, we want to talk about monkeys on the backs man uh the fact that they went – what was it? Like they were being outscored by 32 points yeah, or something like that. 30,
0: 32 to nothing in the first half. In the first half, first halves,
1: yeah. That's, that was terrible. And, you know, I wasn't watching the game at first, but I, when I was driving. I got the alert on my phone. I'm like, wow, they're to have to choke it again. And the implications of them choking this game, it would completely destroy the momentum the Texans had. Uh, things will definitely be different and things would be changing. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of like a franchise-defining kind of thing, like that he is, in my mind, the best – quarterback in Texans history without a doubt they have a short history they've only been in the league since 2002 but albeit he has been the most productive and now they're in the divisional round and they're in a situation where if they win a game that they've already won this year they're battling for the super bowl yeah they're battling for an afc championship so shout out to deshaun watson for getting it done um he's one of my favorite players to watch uh i just i don't know i just it's something about him man he makes it happen uh Really, since the Clemson days, you know, just, he's just—he's just been he's winning. A he's, a yeah. he's a winner. He's a winner. He's a natural winner, and I can't knock that man. His talent. So, hey, I, that's that's my MVP right there, Deshaun Watson. Shout out to you, bro.
0: Yeah, I was gonna go with uh, Watson too, but since you went with him, I will go with another winner, and that is the guy, Derek Henry, the Beast, Tractacito, whatever oh his name, gosh. the nicknames that you want to go for him. He, he dominated and he willed the team, the Titans, to beat the Patriots, and it was just an amazing performance overall from him, and I'm expecting the same exact next week. It's crazy because he didn't really burst on the scene immediately, like, from college. Like, it took him a couple years to start getting going, and usually mm-hmm. running backs are the opposite. They start off hot, and then they fall off. But in this situation... Yeah they were,
1: they were, yeah, they were trashing his name for a little bit.
0: ...situation, he worked his way up, he worked his way up, and now he's found his groove, and he's ready to go, and that's my MVP for my weekend. But that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Mike and I will be back tomorrow for the preview of the divisional rounds. We have great games next week, absolutely great games. But for Mike and Mike uh, here at Legendary Sports Network, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.